Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven women in business learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident, feel empowered, and challenged through inspiring stories, and tell it like it is advice for business, life, and leadership. Hey, Bombshell. Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast. I'm so happy you're here. I'm your host, Amber Hurdle, the Velvet Machete, and I'm here to straight talk with you about your business brand and your success as a bold, brave female entrepreneur, which of course is the definition of Bombshell. Uh, This is episode number 44, how to design your brand experience from start to finish. And in this episode, you are going to identify each touch point of your own brand journey so that you can ensure that you weave your brand into every detail of your customer experience. And by the end of this episode, you'll be able to create your own customized checklist and start being intentional about ensuring when people talk about your brand, it's because the proof is in every single interaction your customers have with your company. So just before we get started, so you're not frantically um, looking for links or whatever, all the show notes can be found at amberhurdle.com forward slash podcasts with an S. Look for episode number 44 and you can find all the show notes for this episode. So before we dive in, you know, I always love to give a shout out. Um, I love it when you rate and review the show because again, it's just one more way that other women, when they're looking for different podcasts to listen to, can hear from you, from people who actually listen and get results from what, what you learn. And that amplifies my brand, which is nothing to do with ego and everything to do with being able to help more women. And that's what this is all about. Um, so let's see here. KY Ice Cream Lady. Okay, I think I know who this is because she's in my Bombshell Squad group on Facebook. Thank you, dear lady. Amber's podcast is gold for me. When I first started listening, I thought this won't work for me because I'm a brick and mortar. I'm an owner of an ice cream parlor, not an author, public speaker, and coach. Boy, was I so wrong, and I'm glad I continue to listen. I started listening to her about two months ago and purchased her great handbook, <laughs> The Bombshell Businesswoman, a month ago, which, by the way, is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, and Target. I call it a handbook because I have not come across a book like this. It takes you into a relatable business world as a woman and breaks everything down and makes it applicable no matter what your business is. The podcast keeps me going, and for a business less than two years in existence, these last two months have been insane. I got a feature article in the newspaper, appeared on a morning show, and I have a public speaking engagement addressing 749 seventh grade girls. I haven't even listened to all the podcasts or finished her book yet, but with a little I have accessed, it has propelled my business. My next step is to attend her boot camp. Man, that's so generous and so amazing. Um, I really appreciate that. Um, what That's amazing. And But I have to say too, um, and I won't use her name because she didn't include it. And so I don't want to break trust or anything. But she sent me a message on Facebook and asked my opinion about, um, to my Facebook page. And she asked me opinion about this um, TV show that she was going to be on. And she was phenomenal. Her whole family was on it. Um, it was like a, a afternoon, like a afternoon show or a morning show and they crushed it. Um, so thank you so much for that. I'm so glad that you are getting the results. 
Um, it's been fun watching you in the Facebook group. Um, and anyways, I hope that everybody gets this kind of um, empowerment from doing the things, from taking action, from not just listening, but but applying it to your business uniquely the way that you need to. So that's what we're going to be doing today. Before we even do that, though, I've got one more thing I want to cover. I really want to know what your problems are. Um, you know, we, we've said this a million times. My definition of business is solving people's problems in exchange for money. And um, I'm actually going to break that. And I just want to know what your problems are. Uh, so I have put some time aside in the next couple of weeks. Um, and I would love to hear from you. So for the next couple of weeks, if you're listening to this in the future, um, right now we are in March of 2018. This might not work. Um, this link might be gone by then. But in the next couple of weeks, if you want to book 15 minutes from me, I, hand to Jesus, will not sell to you. I just want to hear what's going on in your business. I want to know what you're struggling with. I want to know what ticks you off at the end of the day. <laughs> I want to know um, what's keeping you from getting to where you want to go. Um, so I've got these 15 minute slots uh, all booked out. Again, if you go to Amber Hurdle forward slash podcasts with an S, look for episode 44. This link will be in there. But if you are, you know, if I'm in your ears and you're on your phone, um, just jot this down in your notes section or in a calendar appointment to remind you to do it or your uh, project management software, whatever it is that you're going to use, your tasks, whatever, type in bit.ly forward slash bombshell booking. So that's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash bombshell booking. Bit dot Lee forward slash bombshell booking. And I'll chat with you. I'm going to cut you off at 15 minutes because I've got to get a lot of these in. Um, I'm always overwhelmed by the response. You guys are like take action kind of people. So if you've got big enough ovaries to get on the phone and tell somebody that you listen to for advice exactly what's going on. I promise I'm going to come at it from a judgment-free awareness. I have no skin in your game, so there's there's nothing that there's nothing that you could possibly tell me that I'm going to judge you about or make you feel bad about. I'm going to ask a ton of questions, and if I can give you a little advice while you're on the phone with me, I'm going to give it to you because that's what I'm here for. So again, no sales pitch. I do want to talk to you though and figure out how I can improve the show, how I can improve all the things that I offer you and, um, and see where we go from there. So let's talk girl. Okay. So how to design your brand experience from start to finish. As you are thinking about this, when you're listening to the different questions I'm going to ask, I want you to think, what tools do I need? What training do I need? so that your brand is communicated and felt. Because remember, brands are feelings. They make people feel a certain way. They make people emotionally respond. To ensure your brand is communicated and felt through every touch you have with your customers. What tools, what training? What tools for you, what training for you, what tools for your employees, what training for your employees? Do you need, as we ask all of these questions, to make sure that that brand experience is consistent through every single touch point that your customers have with you. Okay, so I'm going to take you through stages and we are going to ram a jam through this. So this could be one of those episodes where you want to listen to it twice. Um, I, I do think that this is worth taking notes. So um, 
<laughs> you might want to come back to it if you're like jogging or whatever right now. Okay, so the first stage is like that prospect stage, right? You have not earned them as a customer yet. So how does your customer come to you? Is that through a referral? Is that because you run Facebook ads? Is it because you do social media posts? Like I can think um, there's a boutique here in Lebanon. I'm not a huge boutique person, honestly. I'm not. Like I've got kind of like a super womanly body <laughs> and um, like guess is a good fit. But usually like boutiques are not a good fit, but there's a certain boutique in Lebanon, Tennessee called 316. Check out their Instagram page. Um, they are, and I'll put that in the show notes. They're amazing at like making me have FOMO and I'm constantly wanting to go to their store to go get something because their Instagram posts are so on point, at least for me. Um, of course, the owners of that uh, boutique are more my age, so that might have part to do with it. But so... The first time I ever went into that boutique is because I saw something on Instagram and I wanted it. And so I drove across town and I went. So that is how they took me from a, a prospect to a customer. So be thinking about what is it that I need to do to put my brand experience through these. So referral, like Facebook ads, social media post, an outbound marketing, like a sales call. Like if you're um, like a, a web design company, you might be making outbound sales calls. That might be, you might be making cold calls. If you're a speaker, you could be making cold calls. Um, that's totally cool. Cold calls are not dead. So, um, be thinking about what does your brand feel like while you're doing that? Or do you go out and speak? I don't care if you run a pizza joint, go talk to your local rotary club because now you're building brand awareness. Like here's our brand story. This is why we do the things we do. Here's how we participate in the community. You don't have to be like, and on the menu, we have a pepperoni and we have gluten-free crust and vegetarian options. Like you don't have to get into all of that unless you want to. It's not about selling. It's about awareness. And if you have an awareness, then you could take the next steps to sale. So right now we're just talking about prospecting, about getting your message out there. Um, maybe you have put a local ad in the newspaper. Maybe you've put something in an association, um, magazine that goes out. Maybe you're advertising on somebody else's website. Maybe you're a guest on somebody's podcast or you are, um, on television, like, um, the fabulous woman who just left me an amazing review. So as you think about that, what tools and what training do you need in order to be successful in that prospecting? In the marketing, that's all marketing, right? That's all marketing, it's all public relations. But at that point on the customer journey, your customer at that point is only a prospect. So that's why I'm calling it prospect stage. Okay, so once they decide they might want to engage with your business, maybe they want to become a customer, what is your next step with them? What do you do first? Do you book an appointment? Um, when they walk in the door, do you greet them a certain way? Um, if let's just say um, you are a lawyer and they want to do business with you, maybe you've got um, a woman who calls and, and is going through a custody issue. When she calls your law firm, what's the next step? Do you book a consultation? Do you book another phone time and somebody at the front desk books that time with you? Does she fill out an online form? Um, you know, what, what is that? Um, do you need to do this manually? Is this something that can be handled by software? I mean, I just sent you, which I promise, again, hand of Jesus, not selling you, but I sent you a scheduling link. So you might 
need a scheduling link for, for your business? Um, will they get a reminder? How? Will they get it via text message? Will they get it via a phone call? Will they get it um, you know, via email? Do they get all three? What information do you want before they become a customer? Now, if you are like a boutique or a restaurant, you might not have any information, and that's fine. Um, if they make a reservation with you, then you might want to have information like their phone number, or email, or something like that, so you can communicate with them in case you know something happens. But you might not need any information. But what information do you want to receive when they do become a customer? So they come in, say they purchase a blouse at your boutique. Do you have them fill something out for their email address? And dear heavens to Betsy, do not just put a journal out where everybody can see everybody's email addresses. Like we just live in a world where that's not cool anymore. So have a way that you can capture those email addresses and you can tell them like, oh, we're going to send you a coupon for your next visit in. I mean, even if you're an ice cream shop, you can do that, right? So what information do you want after they become a customer? Um, and then also speaking of emails, no matter what kind of business you are, do they get included in any type of email sequence after they become a customer with you? Like if they enroll in your program, um, what if they don't enroll in your program? What if they just bought one thing from you? Let's just say like you're a consultant like me. Um, what if they uh, maybe downloaded your freebie, but they did not actually go through with the purchase um, that after they download your freebie, and maybe I should back up on this. I'm just assuming everybody knows how this works. Let me t put a time out here. So if you put somebody through an email sequence, that means they're getting a list, uh, uh, an automatic email series with different information that can benefit them. And somewhere in that process, you are likely going to ask them to buy something from you, which is totally cool and totally legit because remember, we are not hobbies. We are businesses. So if they become a customer, is there some kind of like onboarding experience that they have? Like if they become a new boutique client, will they get a series of emails from you? Like, we're so excited to have you in, we'll just use 316, like in the 316 family. Um, we wanted to introduce you to our owners and maybe in that email you do quick little 50 word bios for the, the two owners. And then, you know, maybe a couple days later, they automatically, because this is all automatically put into the email software that you'll use. Um, and of course, y'all, let me remind you, this is all the type of tools that I'm talking about are all in the Bombshell Businesswoman. And they're also all in um, the bonus content. So if you go to the bombshellbusinesswoman.com, you can download all the free resources that come with it. And the tech tools is completely in there. So order the book, download the, the bonuses. This is all in there. So Please do not feel overwhelmed if I'm speaking beyond your marketing understanding level. So let's go back to 316. So you become a customer. They buy a gift for their best friend. They check out and you say, oh, um, we would like to send you 10% off your next purchase if you you know, join our email list and we'll keep you interested or we'll give you, um, you know, private access to particular sales or um, we'll always let you know when things come in before the general public does or whatever. Make, make it sound valuable and make sure it is valuable. So the first one they get might be meet our owners. And the second one, maybe a couple days later, might be here's how we began. 
And then the third one might be, hey, did you know that um, 10% of our sales go to benefit this local charity? Um, we're so grateful for your business, and we wanted you to know that you make an impact. I don't know if they do all these things or not. I'm making this up. So um, Mandy and Amber, I'm <laughs> using you as an example against your world this, this episode. So, um, so those are the different things, like what tools and what training do you need to take them from prospect to a new customer, okay? After they become a customer, this customer onboarding, what do you need from them? And then what do you need to be compliant in your industry? Now, I know a lot of y'all are in the day spa industry. A lot of you are um, stylists. You have salons. I know I have some medical estheticians. I, I mean, I've got like such a diverse group of listeners, but I know there are a lot of you who have to be compliant. And so make sure any forms that you have to have any agreements that you have to have. Obviously, if you're an attorney, you need a, 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 an agreement. Um, I do agreements with my customers. I have mutual non-disclosures. If I have a speaking gig, I have um, a writer that goes along with that with, you know, here are the different things that I, I need and you're going to agree to provide them for me. Um, whether that's AV equipment or the type of food that I'm going to eat or how many water bottles I need on the stage. Um, I mean, there's just so many different things that you might need an agreement for uh, before you give a service. So think about that. What does your client need to be successful with you? It's a pretty good question. If you become a client of mine, you get an onboarding email that says, here, here are some tips for you to help manage the process, manage your time. Um, if you become a customer of somebody at a salon, you might want to know how to take care of your hair. So if you've given somebody a keratin treatment, and then they go and use a clarifying shampoo, that's like hundreds and hundreds of dollars flushed down the toilet, right? So what does your client need to be successful with you? Maybe you say, hey, here's my, you know, my portal of videos or go check out my YouTube channel. Um, you know, give them like a little business card or something and say, I talk about keratin treatments in, in this um, group of videos. So be sure you watch those. Or maybe you have like a little customer card that says, you know, top tips for keratin treatment or color treated hair or for blondes only. And be very specific about what it is that they need to do to be successful with you. Because here's what's going to happen. You're going to do a keratin treatment in somebody's hair. They're going to go wash it with a clarifying shampoo. And they're going to think you suck. You didn't do it right. I'm never going to get a keratin treatment again. And now you've got hundreds of dollars that you're not going to get again. So these are experiences that are not only good for your customer to have from a customer service standpoint and to experience like the high touch level of your brand as you're elevating this brand experience, it's also profitable for you, right? Because happy customers come back. Um, it might be if you're a consultant, you might have um, like me, best practices, how to stay organized, whitelist me in my email. When you're thinking about, okay, this person is going to do business with me, what do they need to know? Be be thinking about those little those little touch points and don't overcomplicate it. Don't have systems just for systems, but if there's something that can help your customer be a better customer, let them know. Or if if it helps them be happier, let them know. And retail, it might be, you know, here's how to be successful with me. The only way that you're going to get access to a private trunk show or um, holiday pre-sales or whatever it is that you do is to be on my email list or it might be you know join the Facebook group for this whatever that looks like for you 
let your let your customers know how they can be successful with you. Um, another thing with customer onboarding is will you send them something in the mail? There is um, plenty of places that I have been to from restaurants to salons to even um, when a new um, outdoor store opened. That's actually a store for my husband, but when I went, I actually got a thank you card. Thanks for being a good wife <laughs> coming in. I mean, that was like really, really cool. And it was branded on their cards, handwritten note from the owners sent to me. So are you going to send something in the mail? Is there an automated email that goes out? Like, we were so glad to see you today. How are you going to um, thank or identify a new customer? Um, maybe something else too is how are you gonna manage all of your customer notes? Like, are you gonna have follow-up prompts or tasks scheduled? Um, will you have that somebody tagged, like let's just say they're um, a hair salon client, will you have somebody tagged that if they haven't booked an appointment, you need to reach out to them and be like, oh, you're, you know, you're, your low lights should be scheduled soon, that sort of thing. So what system are you going to put them in? What type of CRM? Restaurants have open table, you can put different notes in there. I'll tell you who is amazing at this is Jeff Ruby in Nashville. If you've never been to Jeff Ruby, I mean, first of all, it's probably one of the more pricey restaurants, but it's also one of my favorite ones. And actually I'm going there tonight now that I think about it. So super excited about that, but they know everything. They know everything about me. They know what other people we've been there with. There's notes upon notes upon notes. And so you go in there or even like Bob's Steakhouse in the Omni, like we go in, Carlos is always our um, our server, and he probably doesn't really remember us, but immediately, like we have walked in before and said, "Hey, can we get, can we get a table with is Carlos available?" And they pull us up. Oh, Mr. Hurdle, we'll be right, we'll be right with you. Or my husband went there a couple weeks ago with a client, and he didn't even ask for Carlos, but when he gave his name and said, "Can we possibly get a table?" It was last minute. They, they said, oh, yes, certainly, Mr. Hurdle, called him by name, and then Carlos comes out because they went and told Carlos, hey, your regular customer is here, and, or at least as regular as we go there. And so they created this whole experience. They, they make us feel important, and yet there's no way that they can remember all of these little details. So this is how you elevate your brand. This is how you play like the big dogs, like Jeff Ruby or Bob Steakhouse at the Omni Hotel. And if you can't afford something like Open Table or whatever, there are free customer relationship management softwares like Agile, CRM, or Insightly. So there really is no excuse. And again, all of those things, what tools do you need? What training do you need? Pick the things that are going to make the most impact in your brand experience and start hammering away at those. Do not try to boil the ocean. If you think having a CRM is going to completely elevate your customer experience, worry about that before you worry about your social media, okay? So again, <laughs> I know I'm probably freaking you out, um, some of you at least, and and I want to know what parts of this are you like, oh my gosh, Amber, I, I can't, like, what are you even talking about? So remember, book your 15-minute session with me. No sales. I'm just going to listen to you. I'm just going to ask you about your problems. Like, what part of this is freaking you out? And you do that at bit.ly forward slash bombshell booking. Bit.ly forward slash bombshell booking. So you might have some ideas, but like, I have no idea how to even begin with this. Bring that problem to me. I could probably help you solve it for free. Again, 15 minutes. Okay. So now we've talked about your customer as a prospect and then your customer is onboarding with you as an actual customer. 
Now, what is that customer experience like? Okay, so now they're paying you. What is included in their service or their products? So whether you are, you know, doing nails, like what is included with that? Do you, do they get a hand massage or um, do they get a paraffin treatment? If it's a product, do they get like, um, like Sephora, like what is, oh, Sephora is like the best. Oh my gosh. Okay. So when you order anything from Sephora, they're automatically like, what three samples would you like? What? So I get three free samples every time I go to Sephora, or maybe you put in a koozie if it's summertime, like a branded koozie, what is included and what it is that they get. It's not just the service or the product. It could be um, maybe you throw a coupon in there. Maybe you throw something promotional about an in-store event that you're going to have. But think that through. Don't just be like, oh, here's your thing that you bought. Have a nice day. I mean, that is that is a touch point with your customer that's a powerful, it's a powerful touch point because they just separated from their cash and gave it to you because you had something so valuable that they were like coming off their kids' ash for it. So make that magical moment even more magical make them fall in love with you even more give them something of value that they weren't expecting have a wow moment there how is it packaged okay are you using like boring packaging if you're shipping stuff are you putting beautiful tissue paper um do you gift wrap things um if if it's packaged in an email delivery, is that is there like a, a GIF in there or um, is it more serious and formal? Like think about when I get my product or service from the companies that I love, what does that feel like to me? How is it packaged? Of course, how will you accept payment? Well, let me tell you what. You know what ticks me off more than anything? Like, okay, maybe not. There's a lot of things that tick me off. I could go on. But one of the things that annoys me is when a business-to-business type of environment does not accept American Express. Like, I know there are higher fees. I know it. But business people use American Express. So to me, that is completely insane. Just charge me more. If I have an American Express, that's like obviously an, enough to say that I, I can afford a slightly higher fee for something. So if you're coming at me with a business thing, then will you accept checks? Will you accept credit cards? Do you only take cash? I mean, let me tell you what, there's another place in town. It's called Adelita's. If you're listening in the Wilson County area and you have not had Adelita's ice cream, it is the bomb.com. It is the creamiest, most delicious ice cream. It rivals Jenny's ice cream. I just said that. I totally did. I just said that out loud. And I think I'm going to stand by that statement. You need to go check it out, but you also better bring cash. I never have cash, but you better believe that if I get an Adelita's hankering, it is worth it to me to go get the cash out. So if you are not ready to take on larger forms of payment or whatever, that's okay. Do the best you can with what you've got. All right. Now, what are the touch points like type of communications that you have with your customers. We've talked about newsletters. Maybe you send, you know, mail. Um, maybe you have regular phone calls. If you're a gym and you're not doing retention calls, you will fail. It is so much cheaper <laughs> to maintain your gym members than it is to go out and find a new one. So you should be calling new members like 
you know, within the first couple of days. Hey, how's it going? I see you've checked in twice. Way to go. Then you call after like a week. Hey, I saw that you've checked in three times a week. Fist bump through the phone. Um, did you know that we have this um, class? It's about the same time that you normally check in. And I think it'd be really great for you because when we talked in, you know, when you first joined, you said that you like this, this, and this. And then you check 30 days in and you say, hey, wow, you've made it a month. Look at these great habits that you've created. I'm so proud for you. Is there anything that I can do to help you? And also, did you know our smoothies just got an update? We actually have all natural protein now and it's, um, it's all uh, vegan and low carb and whatever those things are. I don't know, I'm making this up. And then 60 days, maybe you send them something in the mail and say, you are now an amazing 60-day member. Rock on. Here is a guest pass for you to bring anybody that you would like to, or here's a free personal training session to celebrate what you just did. Now, imagine that versus the customer experience of, I joined and I never heard anything from you except for your lame weekly newsletter versus I'm getting called by my salesperson. Do you hear the differences there. That's what takes a brand from hmm to a wow brand. That's why people come to me because they're like, how do I elevate my brand? Like, how do I make more money? How do I get people to spend more money with me? Why do I always get the tire kickers? It's because you are half doing everything. You're not thinking big enough. So as we're thinking about this customer experience, gosh, this velvet machete is like, whoosh, whoosh, I'm just coming out. I'm sorry. I'm going to simmer down. Please think about these things. And again, the questions are, what tools do I need? What training do I need for myself and for my employees? Okay, so some other things to think about. And again, this is not all inclusive. This is what I'm trying to cram into not even 30 minutes because I'm probably going to go over here. Um, do you have any event plans that you want to do? Um, are you going to include any communication for in-store events or online events? Um, will you have branded gifts? Do you need to worry about travels and accommodations? Um, if you're a consultant or um, if you're uh, like a lawyer who is going to do um, a community series, a community education series, what kind of curriculum do you need? Do you need to have themes for things? I mean, these are the type of things that you need to have outlined with that ideal customer in mind, okay? Will you send anything to customers for birthdays or holidays or special accomplishments in their life? If you have customer service issues, how are you gonna handle that? Are you gonna have an online type situation where they type things in? Will you have a phone number that they call? Um, if, if there's an elevated customer service issue, um, is there like a policy inside that it has to go to the management? I mean, what does that look like? If there's um, positive or negative, how do you handle customer service issues? Um, how do you handle receivables? What type of payment system will you use? What type of collections are you going to have? If people don't pay on time or at all, how are you going to handle that? Will you eventually have to deal with a lawyer? Or what if you're in the middle of a, of a retail store and their payments declined? What's your next step? And what does that feel like to the customer? What's the language that you use with the customer when their credit card gets declined and they think that they're going to walk out with, you know, six different outfits? I mean, these are things that you need to think through on the front end. Um, how will you thank your clients? We kind of talked about that already. Do you think immediately after purchase? And then... Probably the, the last thing that you need to think about is how am I going to upsell and how am I going to repeat sales? 
Those are very important things, but it's not just about you and the money that you could potentially make. It's about how you make that customer feel in that process. Okay. So we covered a lot today. I went a little bit over. I hope that you got some value out of this. So you understand your brand is not your logo. I'm going to say it one more time. Your brand is not your logo. Your brand is the experience. It's the look. It's the attitude. It's the voice. It's every touch point from you might be a customer to you're going to be a repeat customer and everything in between your brand message, your brand experience needs to be weaved throughout. And that means your employees have to be on board with that. That means that you want to attract the right type of customers. So they bring more people who are most likely to be happy with your brand. And these are the ways that you can do it. And again, we have not covered everything. I just wanted to put some ideas. So your challenge is for each of these areas, when they're a prospect, when they're a new customer, and you're onboarding them, and then the ongoing customer experience, what checklist do you need to put underneath each of those so that you can make sure that you have the tools and the training in order to support that at the level that you want your brand to um, promote it or the type of brand experience that you want your customer to have. Okay, so don't forget, I want you to get on the phone with me. So you go to bit.ly forward slash bombshell booking, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash bombshell booking. Grab a 15 minute session. This is a total challenge. If you are thinking about it and you don't do it, then I am going to pull your bombshell card, okay? Because I'm offering this for free and I really, really want to talk to you. And if I'm overwhelmed with responses, I will find a way to open up more slots. But get in there, schedule it, let's chat. I want to figure out how I can help you more through this podcast and other ways. And, um, and I'll do a little free coaching with you because I can't help myself. So, um, thank you for listening always, you know, I care so much about you. Um, and just as a heads up, I've got some great guests lined up who are both inspirational and educational. So I think you're going to get a huge lift in your spirits and then also learn something that you can, of course, actionably implement into your business because that's how we roll. All right, bombshell, make sure you book with me free consultation, 15 minutes. And otherwise I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the bombshell business podcast. Visit amberhurdle.com for more resources like show notes and check out the bombshell businesswoman.com to grab my book and download the free bonuses.